and welcome to By the Fire podcast, where I, Ken, your host, take you through mythical tales and creatures from across the Black diaspora. So today, you now have the opportunity to listen to part two of my interview with Renny K. Amayo. I really hope you enjoy it and stay tuned for the end, where I have an announcement to make. One thing that I really loved about the book was the main theme of hope, because, mm. you know, we have Nala, who, you know, she lost her family um when she was well if you haven't read the book yet the first book then you should have read it by now but you know she (laughs) lost her family um in that massacre and then you have Sinai who is from the palace but she's not quite part of everyone else because she's like an orphan of some sort she's yeah she's worse she's worse actually she's she's considered an illegitimate an illegitimate child so I call okay. it um, an ephwala. um so a child that has there's evidence that they have um noble um blood mm. um but they because but they've been sort of like giving up secretly as um an ephwala. so that the um the assumption is that there's some sort of like scandal that's gone on mm. um to produce this child so even though they are allowed to be in the court and to like you know be amongst um the nobles um they, they there is a stigma against her yeah. in society so she's sort of like the perpetual outcast yes so i think with both cases and even with i like how you mentioned about an outcast because even with nala who she had mm. her grandmother and she had her family but didn't really know like her own mother and mm-hmm. there was that whole idea of like she would look at her grandparents and her uncle and think I don't look like them or yeah. they don't look like yeah. me so yeah. even that whole like even within family feeling like an outcast so they both had that similarities you know yeah. and yeah. so and then on top of that they have their abilities they have so Nala being able to control elements so now I've been able to fly and I think that whole story of hope comes with them realizing that they are sisters Hmm. and it's it's confusing and the whole idea of twins in the society is very taboo anyway so they are really reluctant to address that and actually acknowledge that okay yes but it comes it comes eventually yeah which is quite interesting yeah no because for me it took I was thinking about this for a while because you know with the end with the end of Daughters of Henry um Hmm. It was with their initial meeting yeah. um, where, and, and in a very big way, you know, they meet in this big way where it's like overwhelming and mm. all this stuff has happened. Um, but what is clear is that there's like a connection between the, the two of them. Yes. Um, and I've spoken a connection. Um, and then I was just thinking about, okay, like both characters and where they leave off, you know, on mm. the back of like everything that's happened. Um, and one thing that was like really interesting for me to know was that I think Nala um, is a super, she's such a super interesting character because I think, you know, throughout Daughters of Henry, she's just been powering through with like one goal, which is like to almost like right the wrong that she's yeah. seen happen in her village. Um, and that's almost been an obsessive, you know, um, compulsion, just like throw herself into this thing where, mm-hmm. you know, that is like what her focus is. And once that goal has been met, I think that's when all the thoughts and feelings and implications and all the other stuff gets thrown in, like thrown into like into her as a person. And then combined with the fact that she's met with this person who finally she's able to actually connect with in a way that she's never been able to connect with um, her actual family. Yes. Um, 
I think for that, like that brings in so many different elements. It's like confusion, but then also an incredible amount of guilt, you know, where it's like you spend your life kind of like wishing for someone who can connect with you or Mm. doesn't look at you like you're crazy for the things that you want or the way that you are. Um, And then, you know, you meet this person, but it's on the back of the the horrible destruction the of, yep. people. Yeah, of the trauma exactly so I think for for Nala's journey is very interesting it's interesting in the book where she's sort of like working through those emotions I think the best way that she can mm. um I think you know where where Sinai when I was thinking about Sinai I was just like Sinai has grown up always like you know almost like forever without a family yeah um she got the first taste of it with um the the palace cook Mikuli Coriander mm. in the first book that was her first case of like okay someone's actually looking out for me someone actually wants me um to to do well um and and you know someone cares yes. um and not to give away any spoilers but you know that didn't end up um in very very positive for, mm. for her at the end um so I do think that there's an element of um Sanaya that's just always like grasping for that concept of family and then suddenly it comes in the form of Nala and then there's a bit of like hesitance there from yeah. her and so she's just, it's like that that dynamic to begin with I think is uh, a tricky one um to deal with um and I do imagine that um it's like a point it'll be a point of frustration almost for yes. readers in the where people are just like oh I just want them to get along like come on just be exactly yeah I've been so long for you to meet um but then I do think that what it does do in a really brilliant way is um if I don't say so myself <laughs> you know if I say so myself um what I really like about that that um that whole concept is um I think it strengthens the the deepness of yep their ultimate relationship um because I know that from like I have you know two sisters and a brother um and I think the great one of the great things about family and like sibling relationships is that um there's almost like an an undercurrent where it's like yes I can be angry with you Mm -hmm. but I still completely have your back you know and I think there's a deepness there um that forms when you know that actually I can um be annoyed with you or I can I almost like accept that okay you're not having a good you're not at your best right now no. I can accept that from you um I'll still tell you off yeah. <laughs> you know still put my foot down um but I can accept that about you mm-hmm. and then the next day I'm it's gonna be like it never happened um so I think that that sort of like relationship is something that I really wanted to build up for for the girls yeah um and and yeah, um, it was. It's, I think it's good because it's always you know. Even though I I know it's a point of um contention, I think for people, but tension is good in in stories. Yeah. You know, you never actually want to be at the point where you're just like, oh yay, everything's going <laughs> great, because uh, that's usually a signal one that something terrible is about to happen exactly. next, um, or that you know after a few more pages of this you're going to be like okay so next <laughs> things are going a bit too happy now exactly um so yeah so that's yeah that's definitely I think their dynamic um in in the sense of the first is um yeah something I'm really keen to see how everyone takes and then you know what they like about it but I definitely um it made me really uh like the both of them yep. like the, the sister elements mm-hmm. um yeah yes individually and together yeah 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 
Yeah. I mean, it'll be really cool to see, I mean, any plans for the future books and um, Mm -hmm. exploring further their relationship based on what they know now. And potentially, because again, not saying anything, but Mm -hmm. there are other people in the mix of this family affair now. Yeah. And I think there's coming up. You know, there's more more faces coming up, and there's like there was a lot of like high stake situations in this first book, um, mm. in terms of many many battles from from many court, yeah. many sides. Like it was very very stressful time for them. Ever, yeah, goodness really <laughs> yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see how they explore their family dynamic mm. in, a, in a future story, perhaps. Yeah, no, I think there's, um, I think the, I feel like what my, what I hope is that every book kind of like steps up yep. the whole story. Um, I do feel like that's been the case with, I think Daughters of Henry, um, you know, was its story. And I think Descendants of the First is definitely um, a step up in terms mm. of just like everything that's happening, the emotions, the, the, um, the depth of the world yeah. um, and the depth of the characters. And so the third book, I'm just like, oof, it's going to be, it's going to mm. be intense. It's going to be a wild, <laughs> wild ride. Yeah, it's going to be super exciting. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I, I love, I love, to um I love stories that make you feel yes. you know like really take you through where you're just like whoa what is going what is happening here um so that's yeah that's what we're building up to <laughs> yeah, exactly and I think going back to that whole um theme of hope you know you wrote a really beautiful letter um about how you wrote the first during like really rough times like COVID mm-hmm. and what was happening um around the world with um technically a civil rights movement so how did hope help you construct this final book because honestly writing a book during lockdown like kudos to you because (laughs) it was very like we've heard this term so many times but you know unprecedented it was yeah something that it made the world stop so how were you able to use hope to help you finish this great book I think actually I think it's um I think one of those I think writing under uh, writing under the need of hope actually is yep. um it's not something that is new to me actually you know I think it's almost like something that help or I don't want to say it helps because I don't want to sort of like call on more stress yep. <laughs> for the next few books um but I do feel like it's something that doesn't put off my writing if anything it just helps me kind of like think more about these concepts I want to explore mm. um when I was writing Daughters of Henry um I was so stressed out in life. Like I was at, um, I was working at like a super, super high, um, intense, like very intense job um, that I was just like, on one hand, it was like, you know, awful. On the other yeah. hand, everyone was telling me, you're so lucky to have this job. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, almost like this feeling that I have to, I have to, you know, really do this. I have to put my all into this. Yep. Um, so that was the context it put behind why I wrote Daughters of um, Henry with and with um, Descendants of the First, um, you know, it was that element of like the world, re- the world just like uh, going through such like a difficult times. And in my opinion, like I could see it all stemming it down from like the systems that we've currently have in place, mm. you know, 
and then it's like people like reacting to these things um and in my head it was like it was definitely like a thought experiment where I was just like you know things are really bad and you know we can't just throw um the wrong fingertips you know um so that was like one of like that was for me that was like the source of of hope really and then of course you know with things like black lives matter and everything it's just like that we have these huge institutions that are um inherently racist and Mm. it's not I just feel like it's not about sort of like changing you know ahead of police like you know (laughs) focusing on on one one person who's you know was caught on camera Mm. um it's all about the whole like institution behind it. So I think that like me kind of like just looking at that um, and and playing around with it, I'm almost playing around with it within the world of like descendants of the first, like mm. playing around with like that idea of like um, politics and the different people who aspire for power and the impact that that has yeah. um, on the general public. Um, and just like, yeah, just like going into those like different elements and, and, people and how we we approach these things um I think that was like really helpful for me like just as a like a way to put out like put down my thoughts um and then helping these like characters you know fight through that system in their yep. own way I think that was definitely a source of like hope for me and then that's something I really wanted to leave um the 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 readers with um at the end where it's just like okay so like you know we've had like we've gone through a rough time together you know mm. we've gone through this story everyone's had their ups and downs but ultimately there is this sense of you know the hope that you can find with the connections that you make you yeah, know with, with people. other people mm-hmm. and how that can you know feed into what the next step is towards like a better future exactly um yeah that's great and honestly I really love how you mentioned the politics side which like I don't really have time for but to talk about but that was so Mm -hmm. that was a great part of the book as well to be honest um that alone could be a side short story (laughs) um yeah battles between um the people the men who were left Mm. and you know what people were doing to try and get into power because that side of it that was that was a whole it's a whole crazy yes yeah no I I do love I do love um political dramas and that that function of um society when you kind of like see these different people scrambling um because I think that there's so much um emotions to play around with you know I think that there's this myth when you you know when you know when you sort of like see things like okay politicians and government all this stuff that Mm. it's like very serious and like everyone is sort of like you know straight face but actually I think that they express so much um like such a huge range of emotions Emotions. just fully through what they're trying to do like that grasp for power like Mm -hmm. holding it um getting it all this stuff and I think that makes such like for such um a fun thing to play around with when it comes to just like storytelling the first and daughters of Nui is very much fantasy but the great thing about fantasy as a genre is that you know you can fit in some subgenres in there so you have like bit of yeah. romance, bit of, yeah. know, political drama loads of action is there mm. you know any un- other genre you'd want to focus on in any free to books you do yeah so I think I think so fantasy is definitely my number one I, I so I love 
exploring like magic um in in a story because i think it does add that extra element to life and escapism and everything um i think if it was if i wasn't writing a fantasy and and it's if i wasn't writing a fantasy i think fantasy is probably the thing i'm going to be writing um in terms of like the things i'm working on um it's going to stick in the fantasy realm for a, a bit um but if not, I do want to take a stab at um, romance because okay. I love, I love, I'm, I love romance. Um, I love rom-com. And I know that it's funny because I know that people are just like, um, in terms of like the romance in Daughters of Venry, um, I think that, you know, everyone's kind of just like, you can bump it up. Let's see yes. more romance. No, you know, you know like, I, I loved it. It was very much like, oh, yeah. attention is there. Like, yeah. It's not that kind of book. So yeah, too much, but I loved it. The yeah. thing, the thing well. for me, yeah, no, no. But the thing, the thing yeah. uh, for me is, um, I think, I think it's great because I think even some people who are kind of like, listen, I love fantasy, but I, I love fantasy for the romance. I need that. Yeah. I need that. Some of those people who are just like, even though the side, the romance was very much like the side part of mm. the book, it was very much like a sisterhood story. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, um for me the romance is a huge pivotal part of like the series but it's very much a slow burn because I want it to be like heart-wrenching I want it to just I want all the feelings expressed there and and for that I kind of want to like take my time with it um but yeah no I think I think a romance novel would be um almost like a rom the rom-com a rom-com novel um Mm. would be great I love I love watching reading consuming content about black women being loved wholeheartedly um so I would love to kind of like put out that in the world like more of that in the world um so I think that's something that I'll be interested in and actually interestingly enough it's a tough one um I have been considering like even kind of like writing something like almost like a thriller you know like a um those like psychological thrillers Mm. um um that I think would definitely it wouldn't be my next 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 book and who knows if I even like delve down that um route um but I do love um I do love content that makes you think you know when you have like those really good like um actually maybe it's not maybe I'm thinking about the wrong thing as opposed to I am thinking about psychological thrillers but maybe not the thriller aspect I think it's more like the psychological aspect um where you kind of have like characters that are deeply deeply flawed um navigating through life and situations in 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 their own way um so yeah so I do think perhaps even like you know something like down that route but route but um I think yeah ultimately I'm I'm definitely um still gripped on on fantasy at the moment yeah yeah oh yeah fair enough and then with final question with um so who is your favorite character and in the first as well yeah so that's 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 oh, it's such a difficult question for me um because yeah it's just hard to say because I just like is it is almost like saying oh what's your who's your favorite child and I feel like you do have one I personally I do not subscribe to this whole um concept of like you know parents don't have a favorite child I think you definitely have a favorite <laughs> child but sometimes they change um so I think um I think initially my favorite character was probably actually, uh, it's hard to, yeah, I think it was probably Sanai, you know? Yeah. 
I think the reason why it was tonight was because um, of the huge potential I saw in her as almost like this character that's like, because of her situation, because she's like this outsider um, she and played with kind of like self-doubt, um, but I also made it so that she actually has an immense amount of, of power within her. Yeah. Um, and as you even like right now, you can see that really, like if you like look at them both, like Nala and Sinai, Sinai has like more power um, kind of like embedded within her yes. in terms of like, you know, you can see that she has like touches of like, you know, Oracle um, elements to her power. Mm-hmm. And then um, even the way that she's just able to navigate certain things. Um, and I think her, only um restriction is herself yeah um I love the idea of like you know that this this character that is almost like um like a ticking time bomb mm. you know and we don't as it's, it's like I, I want to I'm, I'm so interested to see how that like develops you know if it becomes like a huge disaster or if it becomes this huge like amazing thing um so I think Sinai's definitely uh was was I'm reluctant to say um, my one of my favorite characters. Although you know, at the same time, there's or there's something about Nala that always kind of like brings you back. Where yeah. she's like Nala, she's got such heart. She's just got such like passion, action, like passion. Yeah. Like there's you know, she is like I think face. You know, when I look at like what's you know between the two girls, I think there's something about Nala that pulls you through. With Sanaya, it's just like that potential that I'm just yeah. like, I'm so interested to write. Um so I think yeah them. Um and then in the second book, um I think Annie was the one that kind of just like my heart was with Annie um because you know yeah. of all the things that he you know has gone through and and will go through um and then it's also just I think it's it's based on that the similar situation the similar thing that I was kind of like drawn towards tonight with um which is like the interesting things I get to write about these characters I mm. think any is what I'm super interested to write about sort of like his journey um which which definitely draws me in towards um him as a character oh well. yeah no, I'm, I'm like I said I'm really interested to see more about him as well but yeah, yeah and just finally where can people find you your book mm. where will it be released and when yes well um I'm everywhere like sort of like you know the twitter instagram tiktok recently um um under um at renny k amayo so r-e-n-i-k-a-m-a-y-o uh and you can get the book you should be able to get the book really anyway anywhere you get books also you know the the bookshops um waterstones um amazon if you're that way inclined <laughs> um, and you can actually get signed copies from onway um so www.onwe.co um, on press copies. isn't it yes yes, yes. you can get uh, signed copies um from from um the publisher and then um yeah, I was, I was thinking, what else? There's something else I'm forgetting here, but then I realised what it is. The book comes out in October, the 5th of October. That's the wow. official release date. Um, but definitely get to pre-ordering because that does play like a big part in like mm. the whole like journey life. Um, but yeah, so it's it's coming out soon. Soon, everyone. Really soon, my goodness, around the corner. Yeah. 
yeah exactly um no, i'm super excited super excited to, to get it out and to see what people think and everything that's really great i feel really privileged to have been able to read it before it's coming out and i had a great time like reading through the, with the characters exploring each mm. journey and yeah it was really a whirlwind so i really like yeah, i'm really yeah. thankful to be able to talk to you and um yeah share that journey with you as well and I look forward to everyone else enjoying the book as well so I really hope you enjoyed this episode and just the past 10 or 11 episodes I've brought out because one of my announcements is that I'm going to go on a short hiatus whilst I figure out what I, w- what I want to do next with the episode which I have plans already just need to get it into motion so just thank you for being with me for these past 20 or so episodes and don't worry i'll be back soon but in the meantime you can catch me on my social media platforms which is by the fire underscore pod on instagram twitter and tiktok as well as facebook so i'm really active on there so even though i won't be releasing episodes in the near future i'll definitely still be releasing proverbs and other mythology across the diaspora also if you haven't listened to the previous episodes you can catch the episodes on spotify soundcloud and apple podcast and use the hashtag btfpod so we can continue the conversation online and then my big 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 announcement is that i've joined forces with grim and perilous studios to bring you a book called beyond the fire a manual of perilous creatures from across the black diaspora and this is like a pocket guide for their role-playing game frames of freedom and each volume contains four supernatural threats that i helped write and yeah i really hope you enjoy it like purchase play the game as well it was really great working with adam and ken and the rest of the team and yes so yes a really hope you enjoy playing that if you're an rpg person if you're not get into it because they're really fun and don't forget that you can support me on my ko-fi um where i post exclusive content and if you have a creature or folklore you'd like to hear or would like to be a guest on the show feel free to email by the fire at by the fire.mail at gmail.com catch you next time when i decide to finally add fuel to the fire but for now I think the fire can rest. Bye!